Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. <laughs> Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, is Tell Del Tuesday, and we have a great guest, Chris Wyatt, out of Dallas, Texas. And Chris is uh, one of our mentors for single-family investing. But Chris's story is exceptional, and I'm hoping we can get it out here today in full. For those of you who feel like, hey, man, the world just didn't throw me a straight ball. They threw me a curveball. And my life has had some big challenges that I've had to get through just to be able to get back to zero. Then I think you're going to find Chris's story, a great story for you today, to be able to follow and to see what the possibilities are when the world does throw you a curveball. Chris Wyatt, welcome to the show. Hey, Bill. Good to be back with you. So, Chris, you're up in Dallas, right? Yes, sir. And you're a single-family mentor up there? I'm currently a single-family mentor, yes. So are you going to be at the Expo coming up here? In September? Absolutely. I'll be there. And uh, I've got two classes to teach, too. Talk about what you're going to be teaching while we're there at the Expo. September's 3rd and 4th, right? Yes, 3rd and 4th of uh, September. I will be teaching how to work with wholesalers, the guys that bird dog properties. And I'll also be teaching a class on rapid acquisition for single-family homes. That's good stuff. So people are going to come away with some real information from this Expo, right? Oh, absolutely. That's the the crop right there. A lot of people say they come to this and it's the major change in their life when they go to the expo because, first of all, when you meet anywhere from three to 5,000 people that have all doing the same thing, thousands of them that have been already successful enough to retire, become millionaires, then all the, the stuff in the back of your head that says, this isn't real, this doesn't really work, it just kind of goes away. And then when you get all the information, it's like drinking out of a fire hose. I mean, you got two intense days of information. When you go through all that, you come away a different person. So I'm really happy you're going to be able to teach at this. Let's get back to your story for a second so people have a little background on you. Tell us your story about where you started. I mean, you're one of those guys that went through college, did the college thing, did the work thing, grew through promotions thing, and yet you have so much more to your story. How do you want to tell your story? I'll start kind of in college. You know, I, 
I found real estate investing through books. I spent a lot of time in the library. In fact, I worked security in the library in college. There wasn't much security to do at the library, so I read a lot. And most of the books were business-centered. A lot of them were real estate-centered and decided that eventually I wanted to get into it. I just didn't have money at the time. Little by little, you know, life kind of changed. We, we graduated from college, got married, ended up in Midland, Texas, did a short stint there for nine months, and uh, we had started a family. And uh, we figured we needed some insurance benefits because neither my wife nor I had it, so we moved to Dallas. And Dallas is where we, uh, you know, driving around, listening to the radio, found Lifestyles Unlimited. This is back in 2011. And came in for a free workshop and got hooked, set my goals and everything, didn't do anything <laughs> because I didn't I didn't have that mentor like I am today that can take you by the hand and say, that's a good deal, go for it, or that's not a good deal, let's find a better one. And then life threw us that curveball you were talking about. My wife was diagnosed with cancer in 2012, and uh, that really threw us into a tailspin. You know, it went from thriving to surviving and, uh, you know, getting her healthy. And, you know, at the time we had three kids. Uh, she was radioactive for a couple of weeks, so she couldn't be with the kids. I was full-time dad, full-time employee. Um, and one of the things that really set me off was I was 29, 30 years old going through these treatments, and I had to ask for time off to be with my family. And that just frosted me. That was really the, you know, they say the, the straw that broke the camel's back, or the, the little push that got me off the edge was having to ask for time off from my, from my employer to be with my family at a time of really desperate need. So that's why we we got my wife healthy and we turned back to lifestyles and we jumped in both feet first and took off from there. When did you find out that your children had some learning disabilities? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, another curveball life threw us was uh, shortly after we got my wife healthy, um, we found out that our second child had a genetic deletion, which means that he is mentally and uh, has some physical physical in, in, uh, handicaps, and he just turned 12, and he's about four mentally. So he's going to be with us forever, and uh, legacy, you know, making sure that we were able to take care of our kids beyond our life, uh, became a big issue. And it was about a year after we, we had found out about him, he's our second, and then our third was diagnosed. Actually, she's undiagnosed, but she started to show some signs of uh, mental delays, and uh, she is and has about a mental age of about three. And we really don't know how far she's going to go in life, but, um, you know, physically she's all there. <laughs> but uh, we need to make sure that she's taken care of for, for her life, which is going to be hopefully well beyond ours as well. So, you know, a couple curveballs, really quick succession, but uh, we still work through it. Uh, we were able to get out of corporate America, even working through these issues. Now, how can you do that, Chris? I mean, you, you, you're talking about people that have good jobs, kids that go to school, everything's healthy, everything's working, and they say they don't have time. They can't find the time to do something like this. They they just, you know, keep on the treading the treadmill, right? How did you find the time with all of these challenges to get in here and get something done? Uh, you, you know, they say that fear is a better motivator than anything else, and um I, I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to get out of corporate America. I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to see my kids in their youth. I, you know, um, what would happen if my wife got sick again and I had to ask for time off and my employer wasn't gracious? Or I had to travel, you know, things like that. So we made it happen. It was a, a laser-like focus. 
Um, it, you know, it wasn't something that happened overnight. Real estate investing is investing. It takes time. Uh, but we were able to get out of a corporate job within three years, and it's because it was, it was focus. We listened to what we were taught, took action. So, Chris, kind of timeline this for us, because I was looking at your resume, which I really never really paid attention to. You know, I, I just pay attention to what you do at Lifestyles and what you've done as an investor. But, you know, it looks like it's interesting. You were actually still growing in your corporate job up until right before you left, were you not? Yeah, I had received my last promotion about three and a half months before I left my corporate job. And uh, we decided even with that, it just wasn't worth it to stay. Interesting, because normally, you know, that's how they buy you off. You know, right. they'll, get, they'll work you a couple more years, get as much out as you can, and then right when you're ready to leave, they'll give you either a promotion or a raise, and that's supposed to buy you off for another couple years, and then pretty soon it's been so many times you've gone that way, there's no way to go anymore. I mean, you, you can't make the move. How did you and your wife come to the conclusion that you could make the move? What, what was happening? Had you already bought properties? Look at the, let's get the buying of properties into this timeline somewhere along the way so people can see that you were building passive streams of income at each decision. In other words, we made this decision to do passive, but we still had a job, right? And then you, you made some other decisions. I don't want to give away the whole story, but th- they had to line up with where you were at in your investing career compared to where you were at in your job career. I would like to get you to help people realize that this didn't just happen. You didn't just one day turn on the light and boom, you're a real estate investor. There was a series and a process to this where you were still working and investing. Can you take us through that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I sure can. So we, again, we joined in 2011, didn't do anything until 2014. And I look back now and I wish I would have started right away, but you know, that's water under the bridge. So in, in 2014, we, we came back in the lifestyles. You know, my family was more settled. We decided, okay, we're going to do this. We sat down. We got the mentor. We Hold that thought. They're pushing us out the back end of the break here. We'll be right back with Chris Wyatt and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del Wamsley on how to live the lifestyle. When you get to that point where you realize the dire need for people to have a job and you understand the dire need for your product to be delivered to your customer, Now you realize that you're supporting both. You're actually creating a way for these people to survive. So I have tenants. Tenants can't buy homes. They can't buy places to live. They are totally dependent on us producing clean, functional housing at a decent price. Likewise, my employees need money. And so they have the skill sets to provide the clean, functional housing in return for earning a wage. Now, I get paid because I figured out how to go get somebody else to lend me money to take risks and buy this business. I am taking the risk of hiring these people and knowing I have to pay them whether or not we make any money. I'm taking the risk that tenants will move in and maybe do damage or not pay. I'm taking all that risk, yet with the skill sets of understanding how to deal with that. We'll be right back with the Del Wompton Radio Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Dana Show. Weekdays from 11 to 2 on Talk 1370, The Right Choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Del Tuesday is Chris Wyatt. Chris is one of the mentors up in Dallas. He is one of the individuals that will be teaching at our Expo, 2021 Expo, coming up on September 3rd and 4th. You're not going to want to miss this. He's going to be teaching two classes on investing in single family, one of which is how to work with uh, wholesalers. The second one was how to rapidly acquire many, many single family houses in a short period of time. So as we went to break, Chris, I cut you off right where we wanted to pick up now if we could, which is you had just come out of uh, 2014, you decided you're going to start doing something. So what changed right at 2014 and what did you do at that point to accelerate your process? Uh, we joined the challenge program with Lifestyles Unlimited. You know, we'd, we'd got the family issues, situations taken care of, and uh, we're ready to get back at it. So we sat down in the office, signed the paperwork, handed over the check. My wife looked at me and she said, you've got 30 days to make your first acquisition. <laughs> no joke, no joke. Um, 27 days later, we had our first property, uh, thanks to the Lifestyles Realty team. No pressure yeah. at all. Yeah, no pressure at all. And uh, we, we bought that one. Late late 2014, we had it uh, all rehabbed by a third party. Um, I decided I was going to lease it myself, and it was right over the holiday season. Everyone said, that's going to be a little bit slow. We leased it out within 48 hours because everybody was off work because of the holidays. And I had a great tenant in there uh, for four and a half years and then sold it. And we pulled the profits out of that one, turned it into two more. We had three set, but one of them fell apart at the closing table. You know, small things that happen every now and again. But, uh, you know, we did the first one. Then we did the second one in February of 2015, so almost immediately after. And it was because, you know, we went from having being scared to death. This isn't going to work. It's not going to work. You know, filling our own minds with everything that could go wrong and then finding out, you know what, that's not true. It was an easy process. Somebody else did the work. All we did was write checks, a little bit of screening process, but even that was done by third parties. And then the, I think I talked to the tenant, you know, maybe once a year to, to re-up the lease for four years. So very simple. Uh, we did our second one almost immediately. 
And then third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth, just everything fell into place. Uh, we were very aggressive on our returns. We, you know, we, we had specific goals. And if it didn't meet our goals, we just didn't do the, the deal. We moved on to the next one. It's amazing. You know, when I first came in, my biggest concern was deal flow. And that has just been blown out of the water. Uh, there's more deals out there than money could ever buy. You know, Meaning that I'm going to run out of money first. When I was mentoring, I found this to be true. And as a mentor, you can back me up on this or whatever. The The thing I found was the hardest deal for people to do was the first one because they were just scared to death. They didn't know what they were doing. Everything was foreign to them. But it was like once they closed one deal, this is the weirdest thing in the world. It was almost like they were an expert in their own mind. And it was like you couldn't stop them. It was like one after the other after the other. And it just became almost like a cookie-cutter response. How long did it take for you to get to the cookie-cutter feel that just couldn't be stopped? You know, I used my mentors on the first and the second. And after that, I, you know, I kind of used them for sounding boards, but not nearly as much. And I see that a lot as a mentor as well. You know, we'll do a lot of work together on the first deal. We'll do you know, touch and go on the second. And then all of a sudden they've got 15 houses like, wow, <laughs> where have you been for the last year? And they say, well, you know, I, I, I've been out buying. Um, I was talking with a member uh, earlier this morning. He's getting ready to sell some off. He came in with two, three years ago. He's got 16 properties now. It's just like, wow, that's great. I mean, people are taking action. Market's still good. You still find great deals. And, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I think the great deals are always out there because, you know, you locate motivated sellers, then you create good deals by knowing how to do it. The reality is, though, is that when people first start, they miss 75 to 80 percent of the things that pass in front of their face because they're not they can't identify that it's a great deal yet. They're, they're not confident in it. Once they understand what a great deal is, their ability to pull the trigger becomes almost instantaneous. Uh, I remember being able to go out in multifamily deals as a consultant and walk a property one time and tell the guy I'm almost within, you know, $10,000 what the rehab's going to cost to put this back into position where we could make it do what we wanted to do. And I could tell him just about everything was going to happen. It, it, it just becomes second nature to you. As a mentor, are you able to get that across to people that that's the, the path they're going to run into? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that gives you the confidence to go out and do it because we give you the competency to be able to do it. It's the education. It's the mentor. It's someone there to hold your hand. And then after you do the first one, I mean, confidence is to the roof. They either want to do single family or they want to go be passive and, and do multifamily. You ever have anybody flip on you or want to do both? You know, we have a lot of folks that, that do both. You know, we, we've got the preferred investor group. We've got the challenge group. So the challenge group, their main focus is single family. Now, we work with them hand and foot the entire way. That what we get though is a lot of big members, preferred investor group members, that will be passives, and then they say, "This is really too passive for me. I want a little bit of, I want to be down in the trenches a little bit." So they come back and they do some single family homes. It's amazing how it works. That's funny. Yeah, and Lynn, our executive vice president, her biggest complaint is they go and become a preferred member and go study multifamily investments and study and study and study, but don't put any attention 
or any study into doing single family, and then they just think they can do it without any mentors, and they just go do it on their own, and they make a mistake. And then the, the complaint is, well, it's, you know, it doesn't work. Well, it does work if you follow the process, but when people circumvent the process, then they run into problems. That's one of her pet peeves. I don't know if she's ever jumped on you about that, but that's a, that's your thing. People jumping yeah, from multifamily back. Yep. They're different business models. They both work. They're just different. One of them requires your attention. The other one really doesn't reading reports and network. Yeah. So you went along as single family did uh, a total of seven of those. And when did you decide to start doing passive deals? I see that you're also in 700 plus units in passive deals. Yeah, we've done quite a few single families. It's much more than seven. But um, we started doing passive deals in 2016. So we upgraded our membership, went into the preferred investor group, um, I don't know, it was August or September of 2016. Um, and then uh, we didn't get into our first deal until July of 2017, but that was because of our decision. And we had some very strict goals that were set, and we were going to do a deep value play as a passive, which means, you know, it's going to be a rundown facility. We're not going to see any cash flow for one to two years. And, um, you know, um, but it's going to have a big capital gain. So we, we were very specific on, on that goal, and it took a little bit of time to find it, but we found it, and, man, it was a home run deal. Uh, 268% capital gain. We put in just under 100000 pulled out over 300000 in just the capital gain. That doesn't include the cash flow that started rolling in after about 18 months of holding that property, all the different ways we make money in real estate, but that's life-changing. You know, If you can do a 300% capital gain, just the capital gains on it. Take your 401k, TSP, whatever it is, and make it three times what it is now within two years. That's life. That's excellent. We're going to, have to take a break right now. We'll be right back with Chris Wyatt and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today on Tell Dell Tuesday, we have Chris Wyatt from Dallas, who's one of our single-family mentors up there. He's also a single-family investor, a passive multifamily investor, and an IRO slash lead investor for multifamily deals. So as we went to break, he was talking about the first passive deal he got into, which was just a super killer deal. And so... I normally ask a question, you really answered the question already, but I'm going to ask it in a different way so people can follow what's going on. Normally, I ask, what did you use as criteria to pick your first deals as a passive? Was it more important, the lead more important, or was the deal more important? You said you had very high criteria towards a deal. How much weight did you put on the lead? We put a lot of weight on the lead. Uh, we wanted to get to know, you know who we were entrusting our hard-earned funds to. And, uh, you know, the individual that we handed it over to was somebody that understood the industry. Uh, he'd been in hard money lending, so he understood, you know, the financing side of it and and also the rehab side of it. So, you know, we, we, we really focused on both. You know, he put together a really good package, and uh, we trusted him enough to, you know, handle for almost six figures. So this was in 2016, correct? Uh, we closed that deal July of 2017. 2017. All right, yeah. so now the world compresses very quickly. You've got seven passive deals. How many of those did you get done before you decided to become a lead? We did uh, three passive deals before we became lead investors. 
and you decided to become a lead investor at the end of 2017? Or when? Um, it, yeah, it was at the end of 2017 when I left America that we decided. That was part of the decision of leaving corporate America was so we could focus more on being lead investors. Money from other people. They deserve your full amount of time. At least that was my take on it. Well, I agree. So you made a major life decision. I'm going to become a lead investor, and I'm going to leave my corporate America job, which is right after you got a, a promotion, right? Three months after, yep. Those are some uh, gutsy moves right there. Any kind of fly-on-the-wall conversations you can share between you and your wife about this? It was time. There's a lot of politics in corporate America, and I was in a point where you had to be a really good politician to continue to move up past the, dire- you know, the director level or stay there. And I wasn't uh, you know, more of a, I'm going to tell you how it is. I think that's why I enjoy mentoring so much, because there is no sugarcoating. I'm going to give you that tough love. And uh, we decided that business ownership and entrepreneurship was going to be much more lucrative for us as a family. It might take, you know, two or three years to get back to where we were, but it was going to be better for us in the long run. Much higher ceiling? There is no ceiling. I mean, it's really <laughs> what I said it to be. Right? I mean, Absolutely. There really is none yeah. that I can think of. So you made this move and you decided to become a lead investor. Let's talk about that process. Because it's not something you just do. You have to go through some training, get certified. Then you have to build a list of people that would be interested in investing with you. And then you have to find a deal. So get, take us through the timetable of how much time it took to go from the decision to go and pulling the trigger on a deal. Yeah, so we, we took our time. You know, I started building my list in 2018, so a little bit after that, um, at that first expo in 2018. I got my table and set it up there and shaking hands, and you know, I, I, I went back and looked. I had 256 people on my list when I did my first deal, and I only needed 13. So there were enough people that, that took a risk on me, and I knew every single one of them. I could... I could pick them out in a room. I knew their first name, last name. I knew their spouse. I knew their kids' names. You know, a lot of them uh, are, are, are longer-term friends that are also members of the group. So, uh, but, uh, you know, the education part, it, uh, Lifestyles has put together a phenomenal education package, and it, it puts you through all, all the nuances that come with being a lead investor. And then you know, we had to talk to a, a legal team, which, uh, you know, we used the vendor program for that. And uh, we we ended up going with a local guy. And, um, you know, then it was to find the deal. And it took about six months from the time that we went through the entire education process and, uh, you know, consulting with, with the legal team to actually getting a deal that we thought was right and getting it under contract and, and then working through the closing process took another three months on top of that. So it was about a nine-month process from when we really made the decision that we were going to go forward with it until we closed on our first deal. Let's step back for a second, and since we're talking about the Expo coming up here in just a few weeks, and you said you took your first table, that's something I'd like you to explain to people what that was and how powerful that was to be able to go into that meet and greet. Can you share that with everybody? Especially from the point of view, not as a mentor today, but as being a beginner back then going, okay, man, here goes. Yeah, so, you know, you start off with nothing. You, you've got your education and a desire. You're, you're an aspiring lead investor. And you, you go into this room and they introduce, well, back then we were introduced on stage. 
And that was kind of free fall. You had to find a table. Now it's a little bit different. But, uh, you know, you're in this room with like 4,000 people and they're going around getting your car, taking your hand. It was just nonstop. And if you've not been in a sales position before, it's like, wow, talking about drinking out of a fire hose right there. But uh, it was a wonderful experience. Um, I started to build my list from that one. And uh, really, I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, I got out of corporate America not to be a politician. <laughs> Being a lead investor, it's networking. It's, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. There's <laughs> no doubt. My wife laughs at me because she says, you have like this fake politician smile, so everybody wants to take a selfie with you, right? So you, you eventually learn just, okay, just drop into the smile, boom. Okay, take the shot, all right, boom. And she says, all you need to do is just get yourself a, uh, like a cardboard cutout that people can stand next to. <laughs> Because right. it always looks the same, so I just I understand what you're saying. You got to shake the hands and kiss the babies, right? Interesting cool. point. All right, so as you uh, you work through that there, and you you got those people, and you built that list, you took that education. Now the next process is deciding what kind of deal you wanted to do. Let's talk about that decision, what you wanted to do, and what you went after for your first deal. Yeah, so we wanted to do something that was small enough that we could learn on, you know, and and we could put our full attention into. Uh, but we also wanted there to be some on the bone, um, meaning that we wanted a hybrid deal, which might cash flow some, but not a whole lot at the beginning, uh, to a value play, which wouldn't cash flow anything, but it would have a larger capital gain. And we ended up doing a, you know, it was a 16-unit up in Denison, Texas. The exteriors hadn't been touched, I think, since it was built in the 1960s. And uh, some of the interiors were pretty original as well. Um, so we, we took that project on and uh, rehabbed, oh gosh, uh, 13 of the 16 units. We took the rents from about 600 to 650 a door up to 895 when we were selling. So we had some really strong uh, capital gains on it and uh, have distributed you know, upwards of 10 to 11% cash on cash returns uh, for the life of the, of the project. So you haven't sold that one yet? We did, yeah, we sold in May of this year. Okay, what kind of capital gain do you make on that thing? It was just just uh, right around 50% capital gain. In and, one uh, year? Uh, it was 22 months and three days. 22 months. Okay, so in two years. So that's pretty good. So you made about 25% a year in capital gains plus 10% cash flow. That's a pretty good return. I take that every day. What made you decide it was time to get out of that one? We took a vote within the group. And the group said, you know what, I think it's time to, to move on. We want something bigger. We want something juicier. That's the great thing about these deals is you have, you have voting rights. It's not an owner of paper. I mean, you, you actually own part of the business, and you have a say-so in it. plan was a three- to five-year hold. After about 18 months, the group got together. We took a vote, and they said it was 100%. Everyone said, yeah, let's move on. I love the verbiage you guys use. It's funny. You guys have these strange vernaculars where you're talking about physical structures that are juicy. <laughs> have meat on the bone. It sounds like you're talking about a restaurant, you know, and you're you're ordering a new steak, going to sell the old steak and buy a new steak or something. It's hilarious, the vernacular that gets picked up a bunch groups of people hang out together. So you got rid of that and went bigger. What'd you go to? We haven't done anything yet. We are definitely hitting the pavement and uh, working to find the next one. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Now, from the files of Del Wamsley. Now there's really no limitation to whatever you want to have in your life. Why? We can borrow all the money to buy an apartment complex. We can borrow the mortgage. Then we need a down payment. We can raise capital with partners to get the down payment money. And so money's no longer a limitation. 
since the loans don't go on our credit reports, there's it doesn't affect our credit score. There's no credit problems. We get non-recourse loans. So there's no limitation on how much we can borrow. It's not like a house where they say, well, you can only have so much debt and then you mess up your debt-to-income ratio. No, it doesn't even touch our debt-to-income ratio. So we can do as much as we want. We only have so much time, but that doesn't matter. We just hire more people. The more business we do, the more people we hire, the more money uh, we make. And so we have unlimited potential earnings that way. We'll be right back with Chris White and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Here on Tell Dell Tuesday Show today, we have Chris Wyatt from Dallas, Texas. Chris is not only a single family investor, a passive multifamily investor, and a lead investor on multifamily deals. Chris is also a mentor for Lifestyles Unlimited, and he will be teaching two classes at the Expo coming up September 3rd and 4th. You don't want to miss this. On the September 3rd, we've got the bus tour, which is, I think, one of the neatest things that we've ever done. We've been doing this for many years now. For 30 years, I've been taking people out personally to apartment complexes in groups. We call them road trips, and we go out and look at these properties. But unless you were working personally with one of our groups, you couldn't go out to these private events. Now for an opportunity for you, you can go on these bus tours at the Expo. We have eight different properties set up you can go and visit. And if you sign up for it, you'll be on a bus all day long on Friday. We'll serve you breakfast, we'll serve you lunch. You'll have mentors in the bus with you. You can ask questions, but at each stop, we'll be going into somebody's apartment complex where they will be sharing all the intimate details about how they located, uh, negotiated, purchased, contract, rehabbed, and renovated the property, raised the rents, and increased the value, and so forth. This is an amount of information, private information, you never be able to get your hands on any other way, so you're not going to want to miss that. That's Friday. Saturday, then, all day long, we have an expo where we have not only the vendors you can use and meet all the different vendors, we have breakout classes, just hours and hours of stuff you can learn from different mentors and teachers in our group. And, of course, we'll have the big show where I'll be up there on stage with a bunch of different investors of different categories to share information with you. And, of course, we will uh, give awards out and so forth to people that have done things this year. So it's going to be a great time, and uh, we look forward to you being there. You need to get signed up soon. Chris, let's talk now about the long-term plan for the Wyatt family. What do you see? How do you see it working from this point? And by the way, how old are you right now? I am 38. Okay. 38. You already got your own business. You're already in a position to build that business as large as you want. What do you see as the future for your family and yourself? We're going to continue to be lead investors. We will eventually transition from leads to more of an IRO, where we own it without investors, just the family. And then, uh, you know, I, I plan on giving back for as long as lifestyles will allow me to be part of the company. You know, I love mentoring. I love teaching because, you know, the message, the map, every, you know, the mindset that lifestyles gave me, I completely changed our path in life. And it's given us a lifestyle It sounds cliche, but it's really given us a lifestyle that we love and adore. Two o'clock in the afternoon yesterday, I'm in the pool with my kids. You know, the previous 10 days, we were on vacation. I didn't have to worry about work. Yeah, I understand, man. 
I totally get it. We went to Cabo for a week, and then we got back, and we had our grandkids in for a week. And now I'm still here, but my wife has taken off for another week to go travel with the grandkids. I mean, to be able to take three weeks off in a row and to know the businesses continue to work and run, that, that's what it's all about. Let's talk about two other things. Let's talk about some legacy stuff. What do you see as a legacy for you and your family? Are you, are you bringing in your family members into this stuff? So mostly we've brought in a lot of friends. We haven't brought in, been able to bring in any family members, though I do have a, a sister and brother-in-law that already invest in real estate, and they do very well at it. They just happen to be independent owners in a very small town in Montana. But uh, we bring my kids in. So I, my oldest son, he's 13. He's already put money in our deals, uh, three deals now, and um, he's caught the bug. We mow lawns together instead of paying him an allowance. I'm his employee. But we, we teach him, you know, the whole business acumen thing, sales, marketing, all of that. And um, those funds that he gets, he puts them into our deals. And he's already figured out that he can make a heck of a lot more being a passive investor than he can <laughs> at a lawn mowing business, which is, it's hot in Texas, you know, in the summers. No doubt. I I resemble that being out of my yard all the time. It's very yeah. hot. Our two next kids, they're, they're the ones, you know, you talk about legacy. A lot of what we do is so that we can take care of them as they age and as we age, and someday we won't be here, and hopefully we outlive them. And then uh, we've got a, uh, our youngest is six going on seven, and uh, she uh, she hasn't shown any interest yet, but I'm sure that she will. And uh, there will be a place for her in the family business at the family office someday if she wants to, to be close. So, yeah, lots of legacy things. Well, we only have one minute left before we have to uh, leave the air. So what would you like to say about the up-and-coming expo and or anything about people that are sitting on the sidelines or like you were back in 2011 just sitting there and not doing it? Yeah, so any, anyone that thinks they can't do it, I'll throw a number out. I started with $60,000. If I can do it and be out of corporate America in three years, you can too. It's just a matter of education and taking action. So please join us at Lifestyles Unlimited. As far as the expo, expo is where it happens. If you want to really expand your network and explode where you're at in life, come to the expo. You know, If you're already a member, great. If you're not a member, so what? Come anyway and get your feet wet because really there's no event like the expo. Let me put it like that. Come see for yourself. Yeah, come meet us both, guys. We'll be there. And we'll be just a handshake away from hello. All you have to do is get in there, absorb the information, and then you really will understand it. Chris, thanks for coming on today and sharing your time. Thanks for being a mentor and helping people change their lives. And the rest of you out there, remember this. Chris and I don't do this for the money. We do it for the lifestyle. Del Wamsley offers some tips on a better lifestyle. Even as independent as you are when you own and work in your own business, if you stop working you're right back to where you were if your boss cut you off. If you don't get up and go to work, you're not going to earn any money. And so you need to learn how to become interdependent. Now, even after you become interdependent, you're going to start working on something called mastery. Mastery is something that is so different than just doing. When you master something, you are going to be able to anticipate and eliminate all of the problems that would normally occur to the guy just trying to work his way through something. 
You're in front of the problems, not behind the problems. You've got the thing figured out so well that when you start a new business, it's nothing. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. For listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.